So do we really need to meditate in the exact same way every day? That's a great question. Welcome to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Kleiner. It seems that the vast majority of meditation instruction uh, gives you some kind of technique and then you're supposed to like stick to it, this discipline, for a long time. And uh, it's very common, so, you know, we got to keep one ear open for that. Why is it so common? There must be a good reason. But uh, as usual, I'm here to kind of shake things up a little bit and uh, point a few things out that might be, you know, unseen, unrecognized. Uh, at least give us something to experiment with and, and find out for ourselves. So, uh, one of the great things about, you know, kind of sticking with a particular practice is that you get to follow it through and see, you know, some real results. And also... Uh, to go beyond results. Beyond results, what could that mean? It means, you know, when we try any kind of new practice right away, a lot of times we're going to get a, a nice benefit. So it's kind of like a deal. We got a good deal. We put in some, put down some investment. You know, we tried it out. We did the practice. Feel good later, feel our effect later. Nice transaction. At some point, meditation practice, if we really want to, you know, if we actually do want to get some real deep benefits, we're actually, ironically or paradoxically, we're going to have to stop or ease back on this kind of transaction relationship to life. Like I put in and I get and I expect and I want and this is what I get and I should get what I want, and, you know, all that kind of attitude. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have that, that sort of attitude, and that attitude brings us to meditation in the first place, and it's there very strongly for years and years, typically. And it remains mm, possibly, you know, forever to some degree. But it can change, it can morph, it can refine itself. And at some point, meditation will start to present obstacles. And, uh, you know, doing the same practice, start to get a little bit deeper. And then this sense of immediate exchange uh, starts to fall away. And we'll start to get frustrated and, you know, wonder what's wrong with us. And, you know, all kinds of things happen. And uh, that's what's great about, you know, having guidance and, and uh, you know, a friend, uh, to be there, to say, you know, keep going, it'll be all right, it gets better. And, uh, you know, only the ones that really are willing to pass through that will actually get, you know, the good benefit, the really good benefit. So uh, meditate every day with the same exact technique. Don't falter. You can see, you know, if this first thing that I said was true, you could see why why this would be beneficial, why this would be good. Because as soon as we start to encounter uh, 
you know, a diminishing return. That's what it seems like to us with this, you know, kind of narrow mindset, quid pro quo mindset. You know, we'll just turn to another technique or another thing, another thing, and we'll never get past this point. Well, it's not really a point, uh, but we'll never get through this kind of aspect of things, uh, which returns. It's not just like one single point, uh, but it, there's definitely phases to it. I don't want to, you know, make it sound too bad, uh, but, uh, you know, it's something that we have to deal with, sticking it out and seeing things through. And, uh, you know, it may even be, this may even actually be the actual shift of meditation, or, or what it's all about. It may actually be, you know, weaning us, easing us off of this quid pro quo mentality towards life. Now, my teacher sort of said uh, a good metaphor for this he used is, you know, we don't take our, our own menu into a restaurant, you know, but we're kind of doing that in life. We have our own menu, bringing it to life. But we got to kind of roll with it, see what's on the menu, you know, and, and work with that. Uh, so when, you know, we don't seem to be getting exactly what we want every single time out of meditation, we'll start switching up the techniques. We'll try this one. We'll try that one. And for a time, that's totally natural because we also have to feel our way into, you know, what's right, what's intuitively right for us. And that will change and evolve over time as well. So there's definitely room for change. Uh, but we also got to have this kind of stick with it thing. So that's probably one of the biggest reasons why there's this stick with, you know, this tech, same technique day after day, day after day. I think there's another historical reason which has to do with the fact that all these techniques are mostly coming out of a a kind of monastic practice, a, a very disciplined practice, an intensive practice. And, uh, you know, as these things drift over into, you know, modern day culture, these practices are supported with like retreats where we kind of go into a, a monastic sort of style and we really, you know, recharge, uh, this single meditation technique and, uh, you know, take it deeper. And through the the kind of super organized context of the retreat, which really supports us, really keeps the mind, uh, you know, on, keeps the attention on this practice, we can then, you know, really encounter these difficulties and, and move through them and watch this transformative process as we stick with it. So that's all great. And, uh, more could be said as well. But, you know, while it's definitely not a good idea to be doing, you know, wildly different practices, like I'm totally into chakra realignment today, and then the next day I'm doing uh, energy healing, and then the next day I'm doing uh, hyperventilation breathing, and, you know, two months later or something else, you know, going on and on like that, that probably kind of has the the character of avoidance in it. Uh, that at some point we should commit 
to a to a practice to an approach and uh you know and start taking that deeper uh that seems to really help another metaphor uh i think maybe it was jack cornfield who gave this metaphor or took it from someone else and said it but like you you can't if you want to dig really deep you can't like dig a little hole here a little hole there uh hole after hole after hole you'll have a whole bunch of little holes you never really get deep you got to stick in one place so find a you know find something that resonates with you something that can be trusted uh connected with some tradition maybe just to be safe and uh you know go go for it so i would say you know those are some really compelling uh reasons i'm sure you agree but i'm not so sure that that has to actually uh pertain down to the level of technique of actual like what you're actually kind of doing you know because when we're doing a meditation technique uh there's always some kind of formal frame or rule around it it could be uh pay attention to the breath or count the breath or it could be some other kind of rule like uh just really feel the abdomen breath and when you have a thought make a inner mental note thinking thinking return to the breath and so forth so many different sort of rules or games we could call them where the the sort of parameters are set and we kind of have to work within those parameters just like a game just like a rule so that's what i would call a technique and inside techniques there's also techniques so what how do you really feel the breath and what sort of attitude should you have when you're noting your thoughts we could also call those techniques within techniques so all on that level i'm not so sure that we need to commit to a single technique and you'll certainly find uh you know in certain kinds of groups and things that they'll actually say things like like this is the only technique like you must meditate this way no other way will work or this is the original technique this is actually the only technique that you know the buddha did in his meditation centers as though the buddha had meditation centers as though you know we could really absolutely know what was the buddha's meditation technique even that you know might be a great advice because you know if we believe that we'll really stick with it if we really believe that we're doing the one technique that works and that's the one technique that was the actual buddha's technique you know that will work i'm just using the buddha as an example could be could be anything just a little aside here on that topic you know inside the the oldest known buddhist scriptures there's very little about meditation technique about how to meditate and uh in many of the other original books of other religions you know or if not original oldest you know there isn't that much of how to how to do it so while i think it's important to 
kind of settle on an approach, you know, when you're ready, when it feels right. And all of us probably in the modern day when we have exposure to so many different choices, uh, we'll probably, you know, need to shop around a little bit, look around a little bit. Uh, but when something feels right, you know, we probably should stick with an approach. And if that approach, you know, says you must meditate only this way, then maybe, you know, that's the way it's going to be for a while. But we don't really need to stick with one exact technique all the time. There's some disadvantages to that. For instance, you know, it can get really kind of rote and uh, we can start to fail to notice other things because we kind of get in a rut about how we're working. And it can be uh, boring. And of course, that's right before I was talking about how we need to kind of push through our resistances and, you know, obstacles that come along the way. Uh, but, uh, you know, a big part of mindfulness meditation certainly is uh, interest interest and investigation, just really exploring our experience, exploring it vividly, exploring it with curiosity, and, uh, you know, welcoming it. And, you know, that can include pleasant experience and unpleasant experience. And uh, to keep up that interest against the entire, you know, kind of, kind of slew of other things that are grasping our attention, you know, all the different media, the complexity of our, uh, the complexity of our uh, making a living, all the different things that we need to attend to and people, uh, the constant uh, role of uh, tasks to perform, you know, all these things really grab our attention and they're really interesting to us. Now, it may sound great that, yeah, I'm going to stick with this practice and I'm going to dedicate myself to it and I'm going to, it's just going to be one way every day. That may sound great on many levels, but uh, if you've ever kind of found yourself unable to keep that up, it's very likely that, you know, the, the belief arose in the mind that it must, you know, you must meditate that way and I can't do it something wrong with me. Instead of maybe thinking, well, maybe there's another way to go about it. Or maybe these practices and disciplines and techniques that are done inside of retreats and inside of monastic practices originally, you know, maybe that, that's not so easy, not so easy at all to stick with inside of a really busy life. And, uh, you know, I just want to make this pitch that uh, I've seen to be true over time, over a, you know, a fairly long time, uh, that it's really all about interest. The urgent things in our life and the people and the jobs and the concerns, they are interesting to us, very interesting so interesting that we don't even have to try to pay attention to them. They just pop up and boom, we're, we're, we're in it. We're totally paying attention. 
if it's a negative thought about ourselves, it starts, you know, talking and we're listening. Uh, if we've got a, you know, a real economic problem, you know, we're looking at it and we're interested and we don't have to try to be interested. We're, we're, we're attentive. We're paying attention. And lots of, you know, you know, lovely things and also just, you know, necessary things, taking care of other people. That feels very urgent and it's very interesting to us. On our job, lots of urgent duties that we have to complete, very interesting to us. If we're serving other people, somehow in our job, there's these live, you know, beings in front of us who need our service, our help in some way, boom, you know, we're paying attention to them. And all the other things, you know, in life that really just grab our attention. But in our life, if you really want to live a mindful life, you want to have a meditation practice, you've already tasted the sense of being present. You've read the many, you know, great books that are out there now that kind of set our attitude and set our values right and kind of bring our back bring ourselves back to what's important. You know, if you've got that kind of aspiration and set out to do the same meditation technique day after day after day, exactly the same way, you may find that it can't be sustained. And I want to tell you, it's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. Everybody's different first off. But second off, a lot of us are in this kind of a lifestyle. And it's not easy to stick with a, you know, an identical meditation practice all the time. You know, one meditation technique every day in the face of all the super interesting, highly interesting stuff you know, that's coming our way all the time. And of course, I mean interesting in a good way, but also in, you know, in bad ways too. Bad things are very interesting to us. You know, in the face of all that, mm, I think we need something a little bit more interesting with a little bit more variety, a little bit more to explore. And, uh, you know, so that's the way I kind of approach things and, and why I'm even you know, doing this podcast and why I'm issuing, you know, all these guided meditations and just showing all the variety of ways one can pay attention. One can feel the breath, the body. One can see one's inner mental attitude. One can explore one's sense of being and even, you know, start inclining the attention towards more ultimate uh, questions of freedom, peace, and love. There's a whole lot to explore there. And it's, uh, you know, it's an approach. And if we're continuing to look, investigate inside of that approach, there's nothing wrong with doing it, you know, different one week to the next week or even day to day, just having a different way of looking. It keeps us engaged, keeps us interested. And we can see, you know, that can be the experiment itself. What if I meditated in a, you know, a slightly different way within a 
basic approach of really just, you know, wanting to see what's going on here in this body and mind. What am I? What's happening with thoughts, feelings, emotions? You know, this kind of exploration of our experience and of our experiencing and uh, who or what is the experiencer of all that. Inside that approach, if it could vary from day to day, but, but actually happen, you know, is that, is that a good thing? Does it actually add up? Does it actually start bringing the attention home? Less quickly to be lost in a lot of things that feel urgent and interesting but aren't important to us. And a lot more coming back to what truly is important to us. Does that happen? Is there something about, you know, consciously bringing the attention closer, more intimate to our experience? To our sense of the experiencer, ourselves? You know, if it's happening regularly, that's the important thing. So, uh, you know, if you, if you really find something, a technique that you really love, uh, doing it the same way, just, you know, keep doing that. If you want to change it up, change it up. We can stay with our approach. Within the approach. Once we understand what the approach is, a meditation technique is a very minor thing. And even if we're, you know, really just doing one or a group of particular practices that we've learned somewhere, uh, most of the meditation practices have this element of investigation and interest. And so, you know, trying a few little guided meditations here and there shows little nooks and crannies, uh, little ways of doing things that can actually enhance our, you know, single practice. So a little bit of exploration, probably for everyone, is a quite fine thing. I think if you've been listening for a while, and you've been doing these guided meditations, you know, you already sort of see, starting to see for yourself that it's an approach and that it adds up and that it doesn't need to be exactly the same every day but it could be one day you can listen to one of these guided meditations when it's guided meditation day and just you know stick with that for a long long time or for a little while it's more important to just do it somewhat regularly and even more important than that to just be interested because that interest, enjoyment will carry over to wanting to do it the next time whenever that is so keep exploring the truth is you are here there's a body, mind thoughts, feelings, perceptions a sense that you really are, that you exist, 
you know, all of that is here. All of that is here to explore. And that, that's an approach. Very basic, very simple approach. And then the rest is to just keep exploring that. No harm in that. As long as we keep exploring that, our attention will come out of entanglement and interest in a lot of unnecessary trouble. And things will right themselves. So let's, uh, let's continue. Continue with that. With that approach. And do whatever it takes to, you know, keep going, keep looking, keep bringing the attention home. And it can start with just keep pressing play. And just let the rest, you know, happen as it may. So thank you for uh, being with me here today. And let's continue. Let's continue this exploration. That's the continuity we need. So I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I should be meditating with Alan Klima. Ask Alan to submit a question. Go to IShouldBeMeditating.com And Alan may respond to you very soon on a future podcast. Chances are lots of others will benefit from the answer too.